Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Brian Sanifer uh, is very involved in St. Paul, a number of different things. School for Recording Arts. Uh, sizzle basketball program and much more and and he he hurts when somebody from the family uh, is taken from them so to speak and they've had many many over the years uh, lives lost to gang violence gun violence and things like that people that he's coached people that he knew people that he's given second chances to uh, it happened again last week with a young man from St. Paul Central Dion Ford Brian joins us on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline uh, Brian always good to visit with you tough when it's extenuating circumstances and I, I watched last week and listened and I, I ran to Larry Suggs at the uh, women's final four and he was grieving and we were talking about it um we see these and, 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 and they become a statistic to us and we may even see some video and some family members that, that, that cry or mourn the loss. You know them as people. Just give me the profile of, the, of this young man that, that looked like he had at least great athletic potential uh, in Dion Ford. Who was he and, and how did it strike you? Dion Ford was a, was a ball of energy, just a, a smile. I used to call him Jimmy Carter sometimes because every time we see him, we see all his teeth. You know, he was always full of positive energy. Uh, he was a kid that come from, you know, limited resources. Mom, mom did the best job she could to help raise him. She did a good job, you know. But, you know, he a lot of times, you know, when a kid like Dion, you know, Larry Suggs, myself, Carl West, who's like a brother to me, who's a mentor to him, his son Kai West, uh, were uh, good friends growing up. We're, we're kind of like the big, you know, big brother mentor figure to him, and uh, you know, he was a guy that we were, we were, especially myself and Larry, when it came to basketball, were two guys that he leaned on heavily when it come to uh, his basketball career, and and always, you know, wanted to have it out. You know, he, if we ever had opportunities for him to play, he would play with us. He would go out of town with us. We make sure he was okay. Uh, one particular incident stands out with him about me. You know, I talked about it. That stands out the most was. When he was in ninth grade, he's going to ninth grade. He told me he's always going to play with Sizzle. And he, she, he, as soon as he got the trials, he ran up to the coach. I told you I was going to be here. We came to tryouts. He did really good. He made our top team at that time. You know, had like Caden Johnson, Terry Lockett. They had a really, really good team. And we had to go to Milwaukee for a tournament. Yep. And uh, Deion De- said, Coach, I don't I don't have my, my whole team fee, but $200 is all I got. Yeah. I said, no problem. He gave us, gave my Larry, myself two hundred dollars. We get to the gym. Dion was like, "We're ready to play." In an hour, Dion didn't have any tennis shoes to wear for the tournament. Huh. So Larry yells me right in his beat. He says, "Brian, please give Jalen's mother Molly uh, some money to get Dion his, you know, Dion a pair of shoes." So we gave we gave him back his money hmm. and got him a pair of shoes. And, and that story 
stood out to me uh, on what type of a kid he was that he was going to give his last $200 that he had play basketball uh, and have a pair of shoes. So yep. That's a tough one when I think about him. What's it like when you get that call? It's not the first one that you've received or, or somebody that you coached or interacted with uh, as a teacher or a coach. What, what's it like when somebody calls you and says, guess what happened? Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it brought tears to my eyes. I mean, in, in the last week, we lost two kids. I lost a kid. Uh, Jalen Suggs' cousin, Mike Bell, was murdered in South Minneapolis about on Tuesday. And then two days later, Dion was murdered. So, you know, losing two kids like that that I had very close relationship with, it felt like it was a gut punch, you know, to hear that. And uh, like I said, you know, as well as Mike Bell was, but Dion always had a special place in my heart just because, you know, I just recently uh, – was uh was helping him he got back into school in north dakota school of science junior college in Wapping in north dakota and he's playing there and then two months ago the coach who's a good friend of mine Stu Ingen, he's at augsburg told me that Dion had left campus and wasn't there any longer so i knew when he came back home i knew the demons were out waiting on him you know what i'm saying yeah and i was just hoping that he would have stayed because i didn't want him to come back and be in this environment that that we that we had to deal with right now well, take me to the next step. You you say that, and a lot of us don't relate to it. So he's at the North Dakota School of Science, and he decides this isn't for me, And even though he's got the athletic talent. So he comes back. What happens? He comes back to what? Is there a gang waiting for him? What's waiting for back. him back here? Well, I, I just think that he comes back to his comfort zone. I mean, a lot of his friends, you know, when, you, when you're when you in that environment, sometimes you're a product of your environment, even if you're not, you know, you could say you're not all, even all the way in, but... At the end of the day, boy, if you got one fit in, to me, you're all the way in because even if you're not the guy with the crew that's doing all of the dirty work in the streets, you still have affiliation. You know, and I'm not saying that, that he did or he didn't. I'm just saying if you hang around with that type of environment, you're around it. I think you can be an innocent bystander and stuff like that can happen. You know, it's been talked about numerous times innocent bystanders standing down time of the apples or certain places. And they get, you know, they get that they, they, the murder, whatever, just by crossfire, like the young lady who was murdered at that truck stop bar off West 7th Street a few months back. She was the girlfriend of one of my ex-players, and she was just in a bar, and the guy's opened fire, and she got hit in the crossfire, had nothing to do with it. Hmm. So even my own son goes out all the time, and I tell him, you know, stay away from downtown just because of a situation like that. He's not involved in it at all. Do you, do you, usually, uh, if kids, when we talk about them getting into the wrong thing, are, are most of the things that start those those, those uh, the gun violence, is it drug-related or not always? <clears throat> no, I just think it's, you know, kids just fighting. You know, you got a lot of fake tough guys. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's always about respect, to, right? Yeah, the quickest way to even the score is to pull a pistol out. You know what I mean? And, I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, um, things happen, but, you know, there's so much... Uh, so much more gunplay now than it has been in past years. You just you don't really say, feel safe anywhere because honestly, it can happen in Woodbury, Minnetonka, just as well as it can happen downtown Minneapolis or in St. Paul. It's that prevalent right now in the community, and it's not just all black kids. It's, it's several races that are involved in these type of hideous crimes, like the young kid that that the Hill kid that was murdered in North Minneapolis uh-huh. he was killed by. Uh, uh, I believe I want to say a, a, a gentleman that wasn't not an African American. Correct. And then you know that kid was murdered based upon a shoulder pump. It had nothing to do with gangs <laughs> or nothing like that. So you know, I mean, it's just it's just tight out here on these kids. It's tough. You know, you you work with and you you get a chance to speak to a lot of different kids in your in your summer basketball program. And and what do you tell them? What do you tell them about where to hang out, what to do, especially right now in this point? Do you tell them there are certain places that you just can't go, or what do you tell them? 
I just tell them, you know, at the end of the day, this life is full of choices. You can talk to these kids to your blue in the face. There's several kids in my program and several kids that I talk to all the time on a regular basis. But at the end of the day, I know when they leave me a lot of them, I know I might not never see them again. And he's one of them, you know. I just had made a post on Twitter probably about two weeks ago, and Dion made a comment like, what's up, coach, yeah. blah, 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 or whatever. And that's the last contact I had with him, but it was a positive interaction. You know, and uh, to be honest with you, Dion's a kid, honestly, that he's one of the last kids that I would expect to hear that uh, did that, mm. was involved in that situation, you know. So that's why, for me, it's very gut-wrenching, and uh, it's usually, you know, they try to say it's, it's black on black crime, but I don't believe that. I believe that it's white, black, native, you name it. I mean, there's so much crazy stuff going on in today's society. I don't believe that it's just in the only in the inner city. There's a lot of stuff where one of my ex-players got murdered in Woodbury about five months ago in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a suburban cul-de-sac. So it's, it's choices that kids make, but at the end of the day, um, I don't feel like there's no safe haven no more in the communities like it has been in years past. Do you feel like? Do you know uh, of the kids that you work with when they get to be seventeen, eighteen? Do you know who's carrying uh, guns, who's packing heat, and that kind of stuff, or not? Do they hide it? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you have relationships like us with the kids, I mean, yeah, you know, man, it ain't like they run up and say, "Hey, coach, I got a nine millimeter," or anything yeah. like that. But I mean, you just know. Yeah. When you've been in and up in and you've been around like me, you know, and you know, a lot of them, they come to the school we go to, and they might. They might put their pistol, you know, hidden in a bush or somewhere in a trash can. When they come out of school, a lot of them, you know, are worried about riding the light rail without the the opposite, you know, opposite gang members maybe jumping on them or open fire on them. So they're in survival mode, a lot of these kids, and that's all they know. They don't have a lot of positive male figures at home waiting on them. A lot of them are being raised by single moms, and that single mom's white or black. And really, to me, that's a lot of it is there's not a lot of positive male figures in the household with these young men, and that's part of the reason why so much of this is going on. Now, uh, on, a, on a positive note, uh, I was at uh, watching you guys uh, run your workout a couple of weeks ago in, uh, in Woodbury, and, and Sizzle opened it up, and, and I think that what I heard was they expected 200 kids to show up for an open tryout for basketball, and instead 400 showed up. How, how do you explain that? I mean, I think it's just, you know, when you put the the, grind, the, the, the type of time that Larry says, myself, Quincy Caldwell, uh, Aisha Billups, who does administrative assistance for me. We put so much time and energy. You know, my dad started with me 20-some years ago. You know, they're only you, in life, you only, you know, if you're lucky enough, you're only hot so many times. Michael Jackson was hot. Michael Jordan. Howard Pulley was hot for a long time. He won Minnesota was hot. I think this is just our time. Right now, I just think, you know, what, what stuff we got going on, kids, we're very, very prevalent in social media. Uh, we always are posting stuff positive about our kids no matter whether it's football, baseball, basketball, girls or whatever, alumni, and the kids, uh, kids I think, statewide, nationally, watch Sizzle. We've been fortunate enough to have the type of stage uh, to have kids like Jalen uh, Chen Home and Prince of Leg Bay where we played on ESPN during the pandemic when we were the only high school team in Minnesota that was playing on a major stage on ESPN during the pandemic where we played against some of the top-rated players in the country. And those kids watch that. They follow us. I think every time we do something like – the fact we had Bray Carrington who won Mr. Basketball last week. We've had two, we've had two, uh, I mean, three in a row, Mr. Basketballs, you know, Jalen Suggs, Chet Homer, and now Brayden Carrington. All kids watch that, you know, so when they watch that, you know, and obviously 
um, on the girls' side, we got several girls playing Division One. You know, my daughter plays D2 volleyball. Was in our program. There's a ton of them that uh, that that I think that are following us on social media. You know, Jalen and those guys have dang near a million followers. So everybody knows that him and Chet and Prince and a lot of other guys. We got Chase Carter. You know, and then the fact we got several ex Gophers and ex Pros that coach in our program: Randy Carter, uh, McDonald, different guys like that. So it's just a following I think we have. And um, my sister. My sister and my mom do a lot of marketing stuff with their own individual circle at my churches and stuff like that. Aisha Billups does a ton in our administrative side of, of marketing, with our web pages, different things, our social media pages. And right now, let's be honest, social media, if there was social media 20 years ago, those programs might have been still still at the highest level. We would be still kind of at the bottom. But I think our social media presence is so high. And then this year coming up again, we you know Chad Homer is probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. You got him, Jalen. Is we probably we're the only program in the state to ever have back to back top five picks, let alone in the country. So all that stuff is what kids watch, and we just blessed to be a part of it. Brian, thank you for talking to us as always. We'll do it again soon. Uh, stay well. Get that back fixed, okay? Yes, sir. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.